host, Daniela. Welcome to Making Sense of Success, a podcast dedicated to finding the meaning of success and empowerment. Stay tuned every Saturday for new episodes. You can find us on Instagram at makingsenseofsuccess.pod. Please feel free to email us at makingsenseofsuccess at gmail.com if you'd be interested in sharing your stories of success and empowerment. Well, welcome, Gabriella. Happy Sunday. Did you want to give our listeners a little bio about yourself so that they can get to know you a bit better? Sure thing. I'm Gabriella Wisdom from Travel Blog Postcast from Hawaii. I write about uh, nice travel, but for the sustainable traveler who is passionate about looking after our environment and the world that we love to travel around. That's awesome. And I'm thank you so much for taking the time to come on. So we'd like to ask a couple of main questions to our guests. And the first one would be based on um, all your experiences, you know, with writing this blog, for example, this travel, being a travel writer. um, Do you think your definition of success has changed over time? And if so, what would that definition be? Absolutely. So the early days, and I'm, I'm fairly certain almost everyone that comes on here goes, money was their early thoughts of right, success. Right, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, like, I, what is drilled into us, huh? What is society said that we all go, <laughs> I thought it was money. <laughs> um, so yeah, early days was money and followers. Um, and now, two and a half years in, I realized that when I feel most successful, it's when people tell me, readers or friends who have been reading, um, it's when they tell me that they they did something that I recommended and it worked out for them, whether it's uh, they visited somewhere I suggested or, you know, went at a time that I suggested, um, little things like that. Or maybe it's on a bigger scale where they've made a sustainable swap And in that case, it's not only benefiting them, but it's also benefiting the whole world. It's it's a positive step towards um, protecting our planet. And I realized when when people say that they've done something, they've made a swap, a sustainable swap. I just feel such a sense of accomplishment and positivity. And I realized that's when I'm successful, when I've managed to help change something and something for the better not just for them everyone absolutely and I think it's that whole thing of reinforcing a cycle right of change throughout especially like within our generation it seems that we're the type of generation Mm -hmm. that will continue to do that and then the other question we like to ask while getting started is Mm -hmm. based on your life experiences what has been the greatest piece of advice you've ever received or given someone uh, my would be, it's, it's, it's really nothing more inspiring. Uh, it is to wear comfortable shoes. Um, that's a good one. I like that one. It's like, yeah, I think so. I think so. You know, it's not deep, it's not profound, but it makes a big difference. I think when you're in comfortable shoes, you really feel like you can just take on anything mm. because the worst <laughs> thing is just feeling like in pain, you know, like oh, yeah. you walk or you're like, you're walking into a bar, going on a hike or whatever it is. And you don't feel comfortable in what you you're wearing. Um, it makes a big difference. And also I, I really kind of go by that because it, is the polar opposite of some of the worst advice I've ever been given for success. Um, Wait for it. It's a good one. Um, So when I was working in a hotel a few years ago, when I was living in London, um, 
my manager said to me, he said, flat heels, flat career. It, it's not cool. No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it takes a minute. It takes a minute to settle in. It's like, you said what? Yeah. Um, yeah. So he said that to me. <laughs> wow. It's, yeah, it's awful, right? Yeah. Yeah. How powerful for young 20s uh, that like, in the corporate industry and mm-hmm. kind of really early days where that could have done a lot of damage if I hadn't risen above that. Um, so I realized you know, that's not going to fly with me. Shoes don't make a career, but like, especially heels. Um, no, well, you don't yeah. need heels to, to make a successful career. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, when I look at my both my partner and I were both in creative industry and the creative industry, and we both have our own brands, we both have our own companies, and we spend most of our time in flip-flops and sandals. <laughs> So I don't, I don't think shoes make a difference. Um, no, so yeah. yeah, I think wear comfortable shoes. Mm. That's a no. That's a good piece of advice. I I second that. I stand by that piece of advice. I definitely yeah. do. It it's like it will what you were saying as it really does help you feel like you could do anything, you know, when you're wearing comfortable shoes right? in a comfortable state. Well, Absolutely. yeah, because if not, that's where your mind's kind of... I, like, I remember the couple times that I was like, oh, let me, like, put on this, like, pair of, like, heels just to see, you know, if I can do it. Mm-hmm. And it's that's the only thing your mind's drawn to once your feet start hurting. It yes. doesn't go away. It absolutely <laughs> is. It absolutely is. Yeah, at the beginning of the year, I was... Um, I was on a long hike uh, mm-hmm. somewhere in, in LA and my shoes were killing me, absolutely destroying, like ripped massive blisters into my feet. And, oh, I, no. and I just, it was all on my, like the only thing on my mind the whole time. I was so upset that my feet hurt and it really just does. It just makes the biggest difference. Yeah. Like it ruins your experience as well. Right. Because you could have been enjoying sure the hike, yeah. but because of that, yeah, I was crying over my feet. <laughs> yeah, so, no, that's a very true and good piece of advice, yeah. So, I guess now with, yeah, writing the travel, your travel blog, what's it been like with COVID? Oh, it, it's been tricky, for <laughs> <Yeah>. sure. <laughs> yeah, being in the travel industry when travel is no longer an option, um, it wasn't fun. Yeah, I can imagine. It still isn't fun. It's yeah. Still- Still a bit of a problem. Yeah. Um, so really, it was a big shock when it came. Um, I just remember I had like the best month um, with my blog in February and I was on such a high and I just had so many wonderful travel plans to look forward to. And then the pan- the, pan- the pandemic hit and uh, no one could travel anymore. And I just remember looking at the statistics and numbers on Google Analytics and it just, it just took a really hard, sharp fall that I never thought I was going to see. And I, you know, like my heart just built there. I was like, oh my gosh failing what am I gonna do like I'm gonna survive this and then I realize everyone is in the same position there aren't other travel bloggers out there that can travel and write and I'm just falling behind the whole world is shut down um and so I took a lot of comfort from the fact that I like it wasn't anything I was doing wrong it was just 
the world had decided to go this way. Uh, so what I did was I switched up my content during the worst of when the, most of the world was all locked down. And I went for uh, written blog posts that were more guides. So instead of focusing on what you could do in such and such a city or town or country, it became more of like, what can you do at home to keep the essence of travel alive? What can you do to prepare for when you can travel, but you can do it at home? So I put out tutorials sewing laundry bags and hair scrunchies that you can wear on your travels. Um, I put out more recipes and just more um, to do with self-care and products that you can use um, both in the interim of keeping yourself kind of calm and in check now, as well as when you're flying and or when you're traveling and things get a bit stressful. So I just kind of switched. Now that things have relaxed, I've gone a bit more into travel guides. Um, but yeah, for that period, it was, I just kind of changed the content and it wasn't really something I sat down and thought hard about. I guess I've already had bits of that in there anyway. So I just expanded on it for a little while and it did, it did well. It saw me through. Um, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, which is positive, but I guess the biggest thing I did was I stayed consistent with putting work out there. I think had I got like let it get the better of me and just completely panicked and stopped altogether and just thought, no one's traveling. What's the point? Can't do it. Um, that would have been far more damaging. I just consistently put out content once a week, the same way I've always done. And whether it picked up now or picks up later when it's more useful, it's better than having nothing there. Um, uh, yeah, and that's, absolutely. That's just really what pulled me through. Mm. And I think, yeah, I think that's, all a lot of even just content creators period had to do for a while because you couldn't really go out even like locally and do that much for some time at least here like in Canada where I'm located there was like you couldn't really go out locally regardless so um oh yeah it was more of like what can you do in within the span of your own home like (laughs) yes exactly yeah what what to bring travel home yeah and I think but I think your concept of that as well is very very unique in that sense because it's it's still linked to travel in that sense where some people I know it was more broad right but I love that you kept that yeah. within it yeah it was a little tricky especially when I put out the scrunchy blog post because I was like what am I gonna do how can I make this travel <laughs> but it was something I just did myself right yeah I was like well I think I took a hard spin on it and I was like you know when you're traveling and your hair gets in your face yeah. you need a scrunchie <laughs> let me show you how to make one yeah I really like you know I scraped the barrel there but that actually just came from I was um making scrunchies anyway mm. out of boredom and just using up whatever I had in the house and I shared it on Instagram and quite a few people asked for it so I was like I might as well just put it out and um and just things like I was baking banana bread kind of just before the big spike of like banana bread phenomena that went on um was that the same in Canada as it was, it was, it was like nuts in England. Everyone was doing it. We saw a lot of it, actually. No, I think it there was. Maybe I just didn't notice it because when I was younger, my mom was like obsessed with like banana bread. Like we used to have a banana bread every yes. week, so it was just like common yeah, in our yeah. routine. But 
Um, yes. But I did see a lot of people put out recipes on it. Yes, they sure did. So, I, yeah, we're the same. Like, we like. there's always ripe bananas. I'm looking at one right now. Um, there's always <laughs> ripe bananas in the house. So it's always being made. So, yeah, same. And, yeah, and then I, I just put it together because I was like, well, I need something. That'll do. And it went out just like divine intervention. It just went out at the right time wow. and just got picked up really well. Uh-huh. So I was very lucky there. Um, so it kind of a little bit of it, like it was a bit pivot, but it also came from just, I was doing it anyway. And it just kind of dealt well. There were a few weeks ago. Oh gosh, I really need to think thing. Like what can I do? But I mean, I made it through. <laughs> well, yeah. And that's the thing. I, I think it's knowing that this kind of state in time that we're in isn't going to last forever. You know, it may last for some time as we're exactly. seeing, but it, it's not, um, indefinite in, or a forever type yes. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I can, I can imagine for like a travel blog, like you do have to do a lot of thinking to be able to relate, um, whatever content you're putting out from like a local basis mm-hmm. in that way. Yeah. But yeah. And I know you had, when you wrote to us, actually, you mentioned that you were planning on moving to Canada in April, um, <laughs> yes. and that you'd postponed that. <laughs> Yes, yes. So um, the 15th of April, we were supposed to be moving to Vancouver. Everything was set up and ready. I We had apartment viewings lined up where we were going to be staying for about a month when we got there. Whilst we got set up, um, insurance was sorted, flights were booked at the beginning of the year. Everything was in place. Um, the only stressor back then, which I truly just laugh at now because I actually cannot wait to be able to do it again, was packing. And maybe maybe that was like <laughs> one of the biggest turning points for me was I hate packing. And now I'm like, I cannot wait to box my things up and get out. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, that's a positive. Um, yeah, so everything was ready. Like I have pretty much most of my belongings. I'm really running on one suitcase and a, and a few bags right now, um, which is a bit of a pain because we're now shifting seasons. And I'm like, I packed my winter clothes. Oh no. So I've got a, yeah, I've got a switch. I really wasn't intending to be um, needing like coats. Um, yeah. So yeah, I've got to switch it all over. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so everything was in place. And then the world shut down and yeah and that kind of just didn't happen but it's it's um it's a bit of a complicated situation because it could happen anytime so we're really just kind of living day to day and there's no permanent long time plan that we can make mm-hmm. because we don't know when the border's going to open so we're kind of just living a bit of a a nomad kind of no base, no home, just bouncing around until that happens. Wow. And I, I think that's, yeah. that's kind of interesting because it, it must be very in the moment, you know, everything that you're doing because oh, yeah. things like plans change. Right. And a lot of the time now I've no from what I've noticed with whether it be, um, mm-hmm. borders closing or anything kind of related to the pandemic, it just, They'll put a date on it, right? But most likely it gets extended, you know? Like, so you can't really estimate anything. Yeah, Yeah. no, the 
The border update for whether it's going to open up or stay closed uh, comes once a month at yeah. the end of the month. Yeah. Um, but there's also a separate date for the U.S. So it and it kind of comes about ten days before. So it gives us a bit of an inkling as to how things are going to go. But yeah, we we are actually just living month to month, waiting for that day, seeing what happens, and then taking it from there. So for the last I don't know two three months, we've just been kind of like staying somewhere a week at a time mm-hmm. and just booking as we go it's been a challenge to say the least not really having a home um like anywhere fixed that you know you can really come back to but at the same time I'm so grateful because I've been able to see so much more of my country I've seen places I always wanted to go but never made the time to do it and um and really it's actually helped me live with less than I thought I need um, which traveling did that to a certain extent but when it's long time I'm like there are so many things I need to change about what I was packing Mm -hmm. I don't need everything I intended to bring I've proved that um yeah oh I would definitely love to hear more about that like if you plan on maybe writing an article about that that's that's it's a very interesting thing just because I'm always I'm the type of person to overpack so I'd love to hear more about your experience with it because, yeah, I I would assume over time you realize, wow, I really didn't need to, like, even when you go on a, maybe a two-week trip, sometimes you bring something and you never use it and you're like, wow, I really didn't need that, but I packed it just in case. The two-week ones are the worst one, actually, because it's like, (laughs) well, it's quite some time, but it's not long-term, so you end up, like, packing heaps and heaps and heaps of shoes and outfits, and I'm so guilty of that, and I keep telling myself I'm getting better, and I've, you know, like, I'm like, okay, I really don't need to take these shoes, and yet somehow they always end up back in my suitcase, (laughs) but this trip, for sure, just, like, two and a half months of of just really like living with what I have. Mm -hmm. Um, and there have been additions. I mean, you know, I, I am partial to a charity shop now and then. So there are a few things that have kind of been added, but Mm -hmm. really like I've, yeah, I look at my suitcase. I'm like, eh, did I really need to take four hoodies in the (laughs) middle of summer? That, that was an odd one. I'm like, I have five hair with me not really <laughs> all of those either so, so uh no it's been a fun. I do actually know I think I I am gonna put out um a blog post that kind of focuses more on either indefinite travel or just long-term travel mm-hmm. and just really coming back to like what do you need and what do you not and I guess we haven't mentioned this yet. I I just realized it kind of went over my head. But what was it that really inspired you, I guess, to start that as well as um, taking that aspect of sustainability? Sure. Yeah, good question. Um, so, and it, it might be long-winded. I've just realized. I'm like, Go oh, right wow, ahead. It's okay. No, no, it's fine. No worries. Okay. <laughs> um, so what started it was um, travel really is just the... The only thing that has consistently made me happy through my whole life, that's no like, you know, dig. He's, he's had 10 years of years, but not the whole thing. Um, so travel really like the thing that through my entire life has consistently brought me joy, brought me comfort, 
um, a sense of adventure, almost like a sense of purpose as well. Um, and I've been traveling from the beginning of my time, uh, even before I was born, when I was still growing, uh, I was traveling the world through my parents. Um, my dad used to be cabin crew for British Airways and my mom used to get discounted travel through that. So they've, they've been taking me around the world, um, through my whole childhood. So, when it kind of came to getting into my mid-twenties, when I was struggling to figure out what I wanted to do, I tried corporate, that didn't work. I tried seasonal work where I thought there was more of a promise of change and that just didn't work anymore. And it kind of came to a point where I was like, all right, I'm still young enough to try something that may or may not fail. I didn't go in thinking it would fail, but there is an element that you have to think about there um, that it could happen. And so I thought, well, what's the consistent thing that I love doing? And it was travel. And I just, I left um, a temporary job when it came to the end of the season that I'd done for a, a fair few years. And I left it at the end of 2017 and I kind of spent those winter months putting my blog postcards from Hawaii together. And I launched it the following year in February and I went full time with it because I figured if I'm going to make a success of it, I need to give it everything. But I also realized I was in quite a privileged position where my partner had set up his own business and therefore he was to financially support me the A's um thankfully he doesn't have to do that so much now and yeah so I just started by writing about my travel experiences I did a a big round the world trip in 2016 kind of in the just kind of after working in the corporate world and realizing that just wasn't gonna work out for me um so I packed up and left London and my partner and I went and did that and I so I started writing about experiences from doing that um and then current trips that I was going on and it just went from there really I think it's so awesome that it's so rooted kind of in your upbringing as well from like your yeah. parents and everything taking that opportunity opportunity to be able to bring you around the world and show you everything like I think it's so beautiful, your story. It's, I'm very grateful for it. I really am. I'm, it's, a, it's, I, it's a position that I realize not everybody could have been in. A mm -hmm. lot of it is to do with my dad's job and the fact that he could take us at a, a much, you know, better rate for prices of travel. Um, and I also have family around the world, which is quite helpful it's not so handy when like Christmas rolls around and no one can get together because they're halfway across the world. no we're the same so I completely understand my family's the same in that sense but it's oh, nice yeah. when you want to go somewhere that you're able to be yeah, yeah you're able to I mean, like be able to go see them yeah absolutely yeah it's like oh yeah I'm just gonna go and see my cousins in New Zealand yeah <laughs> just gonna surprise them and it's like you know, it's like I get that and it's amazing so, um yeah so I'm kind of very lucky that that upbringing I have um family around the world that I've kind of 
been encouraged to travel and see and it really just stuck with me. And I, yeah, I think that's important though, because we do need people like yourself to be able to write about these things, especially from a sustainability aspect. I think um, moving mm. forward now in the world, like travel does lead to, like it does, your carbon footprint does get a lot bigger through travel just because of Absolutely. the plane fare and everything. Um, but especially the plane now that I think about it, but. Uh, what oh yeah all the little things you can do over time they do matter yes yeah now I realized that was the second part of your your question um was about the sustainability factor uh yeah so then let me go back on that um so really I I was interested early days like I cared about the planet but it wasn't at the forefront of my mind I didn't batten an eye to using a plastic straw or like saying no to single-use plastics. Um, I cared for the planet, but I didn't really look into it. And through travel, that's really what opened my eyes. When I've been to Bali and I see mountains of plastic bottles just a stone's throw away from the beach where it could easily be swept away or seeing oil spills of like, beautiful countries like I'm half Mauritian and there was a catastrophic oil spill in Mauritius and you you see the damage it does obviously that one's not firsthand because I can't get over there but um and you just you start to see it and you start to notice it and those plastic straws that you've been using or your coffee cups like you realize that that's actually having such a bigger impact than you ever realized just you using one could actually do um and seeing I once went scuba diving and this sounds I sound so braggy but I once went scuba diving in the Great Barrier Reef and I had nothing to see the coral was dead there was no marine life whatsoever and it's just a it's heartbreaking to see and you just realize like all the things that we use day to day like in that case it could be your sun cream has chemicals in there that are contributing to bleaching the corals so they die um all these little things that we use day to day down to tea bags where the tea bags are made with plastic and they're just not going to break down um and i realized seeing the damage firsthand that i had to make a shift in my life to make sure that when i'm exploring the world not destroying it at the same time. Now, flying does have a massive impact and really to to be the most sustainable travel, it would be to not fly. But to see the world, you kind of have to. Not There's not roads everywhere. There's not railways and, and taking cruise ships is devastating to the planet, so I do not recommend doing that. Um, so... The best things you can do there is offset and do all the little changes, all the little switches, use solid shampoo and toiletries and use reusable cups, say no to plastic cutlery, um, use loose tea and fill up your reusable bottled water. All those tiny little things actually add up to have a much bigger impact than you really could possibly imagine. Um so yeah, so it was just seeing things firsthand and seeing the devastation made me realize 
continue exploring this world, I've got to pay attention to the impact I'm having whilst I'm doing it. Yeah, and I think that's what fosters a lot of change within our society now. It's over time being able to see those things because when I was listening to everything Mm -hmm. that you were saying and talking about, I was like, I haven't really seen any of those things firsthand. You just hear about it. When it, like, when it really becomes an issue, yeah. for example, the Great Barrier Reef, like, there were articles, right, put out when it was pronounced dead, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not necessarily that you see it firsthand, so you can't even see it. the gravity of it, really. Yeah, yeah. You know, luckily, social media and, I mean, I really wouldn't be able to do what I do without it, it has brought it to our attention sometimes you know it's a bit much and it can become quite toxic to just be on there all the time of course but it does mean that you know the fires that are going on in the west america and the fires that destroyed Australia and um, the oil spill in mauritius these things can be brought to our attention so we have a better chance of seeing them but you're completely right seeing them in first like firsthand seeing them Mm -hmm. in person it really shocks you and and it has a much bigger impact than just hearing about it um which is one of the reasons why i encourage people to see the world as well not because i want them to see the damage of the world but because it just mm. broadens your horizons it's not just about having a bigger sense of yourself it's having a bigger sense of the world you're in i totally agree with that and i wanted to ask you i guess what would be um a key point of advice for switching to sustainable forms of travel in that way, or I guess applying sustainability when traveling for someone who's just beginning. Yeah, it would be start small um, and reuse, reuse whatever you have. Um, I think there's a big thing going around um, that says, and it's absolutely true. uh, So just reuse what you have. You don't have to go out and buy a new water bottle you don't have to go out and buy a new coffee cup you can just use like a jar or even a mug or you know an old sports bottle that maybe you've had from when you were a kid at school or something uh just reuse and decline single use at the same time so um when it comes to coffee cups i made that switch because i told myself if i don't bring my coffee cup i don't get a i don't get a coffee i don't get a cup of tea when I'm out and about, unless I sit in. Uh, And that eventually kind of encouraged me to bring that around. And then I started to take her on the plane because I realized, well, same apply there. If they are giving it to me in a single cup, I don't get a drink. And so I make sure that I bring my water bottle and bring my reusable cup so that I can drink. I really don't recommend not drinking on a flight. That's far too long to go without a drink. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, (laughs) I got into the habit. (laughs) I got into the habit. No, for for a long time, I just took on um, single use plastic water bottles. And now I'm like, no, you, you need to drink and you're not going to take that plastic. So you need to bring your reusable, um, yeah, I realize I've just kind of, most people are going to be like, what? Go nine hours without drinking? That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying you get into the mindset of it. Um, it's really just the tiny, tiny little swaps that every single day you're probably faced with, whether it's using um, like a plastic pump liquid soap. Um, well, one day that bottle's going to empty out and that's a, that's a single-use bottle. Or the tea bags I mentioned before as well. Um, 
yeah, it's just a thinking what every day and how can I replace it to, to become a reusable product as opposed to one that I throw out every day, like your makeup wipes as well. Like, you know, that's a single use product. You throw it away. What can you get that's, that means you can use that over and over again. It really is just like the tiniest things. No. And I thank you for bringing up that uh, real perspective to traveling and even just day to day life with single use plastics. Like I don't think we realize how much of an impact it does have. So I thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess the last question we'll ask you, this one's a little bit deeper in that way, but so if you totally need a moment to think about it, that's all right. But it's what do you want our listeners to take away from this episode? Ooh, good one. Uh, (laughs) It really is. um, Gosh, there's just so many things. I'm like, see the world, look after the world. Um, And if I was here, he'd be like, shh, slow it down. Think about what you're saying. Stop talking. Uh, really that, um, we all have a responsibility for our planet. It's not, you know, their planet. It's not her planet, his planet. It's our planet. We all have a responsibility to look after the place we call home. Um, don't think for yourself. Don't think for your own convenience. Think about everybody else's like quality of life and what you want for generations ahead because it might just be one straw with your cocktail it might just be one plastic bag that you forgot to bring yours at the supermarket but it all adds up so just take away what's convenient for you and replace it with what make the world a better place and and it will make you feel so much better knowing that the choice you made is going to benefit everyone. It's so simple, and yet it makes the whole world a better place. I feel like a contestant on a pageant where it's like, world peace. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but I think that's a beautiful message. And thank you, Gabriela, so much for taking the time to come on and talk about your travels um, and your travel blog, and as well as sustainability as a whole, really. Did you want to share your socials Ooh, so that people you. can uh, find you and connect with you and yeah. read your blog posts? Thank you. Yes. So uh, my blog post is postcardsfromhawaii.co. Uh, on Instagram, I am my name, Gabriella Wisdom, but you can also find it under Postcards from Hawaii too. Uh, Pinterest, Postcards from Hawaii. And that's it. I don't use Twitter. I don't understand it. I've never been <laughs> I went through a little phase, but other than that, now I'm kind of off it. I don't know. It's too many yeah, platforms at I the think same I time. Pinned, yeah, like, oh, you don't even pin on tweet. You tweet, don't you? Oh, my gosh. See, that's how bad I am. Like, yeah, like, it's I just too many things, you know? Not. 